0: Hello and good morning and welcome to another episode of Catholics at Home. This is our live Saturday morning show, which we title Ask the Priest. That's right, we'll be having uh, one or two priests on our show to discuss uh, topics that we've picked. And since tomorrow is Good Shepherd Sunday, or commonly known as Vocation Sunday, we'll be talking about a vocation. So, first up, some introductions. Let me introduce my co-host, Mark Garen Lee. How are you doing, Mark?
1: Hey, Kevin, doing fine. How are you?
0: I'm great, I'm great looking forward uh, to this show because at the end of the show as well we're going to premiere one of our projects that we've done with some of the parishioners and the priests so for those watching I'd say stay on till the end of the show, this is something that's going to be quite exciting. Also on the show today as always to join our conversation is Father Clarence Devdas, good morning Father. Morning Kevin, morning Mark. Morning Father. Great to long have you with time us time and uh, long time no
2: see since, no see. since last night. It <laughs> <laughs> was a great <laughs> session a few hours ago. Last great session last night praise and worship it was a nice variety of songs we had.
1: Yes, Father, I think uh, <laughs> there was a request to have the priests, uh, a few priests, to do an, another session in the future. <laughs> Maybe you can sing, Father.
2: Well, <laughs> uh, let's let's keep let's that in keep view. In view. <laughs>
1: Yeah, for those of you watching and one... Yeah,
0: sorry, Kevin. Yeah, just before we we go go on on to to our topic, topic, uh, for those of you watching wondering what we're talking about, last last night. night... We had a new session uh, called Jamming for Jesus. We invite uh, talented singers and musicians from our parishes to come and join us for a live praise and worship session. So don't forget to join us uh, every Friday night at 8.30 for Jamming for Jesus. And like uh, Mark mentioned, hopefully we can get the priests to do one Jamming for Jesus session uh, in the near future. But our topic for today, what is it Mark?
1: The topic for today, basically, is on vocations. Yeah? And, and I remember when I was young, Kevin, um, there, there were many priests which were in, was in Assumption. And uh, we had uh, Father Clarence, Father Vole, uh, Father Griffon, and then we had Father Simon. And, then, and then it's quite interesting because as an altar boy, I used to journey with uh, Father Clarence and all the time they've been uh, inspiring a lot of the altar boys. And, and we're actually quite proud to have a few altar boys during my era. For example, uh, Dominic Tan becoming a priest. At the same time, also we have mm. Alex Shelvam from Assumption, who was in the uh, youth ministry. Yeah, so I think I think a lot of them were inspired uh, by by the many priests which were there. And I think today's session is going to be quite exciting. Uh, but unfortunately, I mean, uh, when I was young, Father Clarence and I think Father Simon and Father Philip always used to ask me to go for vocation camp. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, somehow I didn't. End up going. Maybe I would like to ask, like, uh, what happens in vocation camp maybe later on?
2: I think we, did, we didn't try hard yeah, enough.
0: Hard.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. In, in, apart
0: from inspiring, I know the, the priests, I was an altar boy too, and they always keep prompting, you know, when you're going to join the priesthood, when you're going to join the priesthood, you know, just to keep that in your mind, you know, <laughs> so that you don't forget.
1: Yes, Kevin. And I think today um, we have the vocational director. Vocation Director of the Archdiocese of Kuala Lumpur, Father Augustine Lee. His first time coming to our show, so let's give him a warm welcome. Thank you. Oh, great. Good morning. to
3: with you all. Morning,
2: morning. Father Augustine. Hello, Father Augustine.
3: Good morning. Good
2: morning. How, are How are you
0: doing? All the way in uh, Bintung, is it?
3: Bent Bentong Bentong Pahang.
0: So you know all the nice places to eat in Bentong, I'm sure.
3: Uh, everywhere is a nice food. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> People asking, "Father, which one?" I shop? remember. A nice
0: place. Every, everywhere is so nice. Everywhere is so nice. I remember, uh, Father Augustine. Uh, one of the times when I met you was during my B.C. mass. And after the mass, you know, when we have a chit chat session, I think someone came and asked you, "What does B.C. stand for?" And you said best eating club. That's <laughs>
4: <laughs> true. Well, you can see. I, <laughs> so I presume...
2: his ordination is more rounded now. <laughs> yeah, <that> was
4: clean.
0: <laughs> Maybe one day we should all go to Bentong and uh, try out some durians over there. I heard it's quite good.
4: Yeah, sure. sure.
0: <laughs> okay, so today we're going to talk about vocations. Uh, Father Augustine, you're the vocation director. Somewhere along the show, uh, maybe we can talk about uh, your vocation and how you came into the the, to become a priest. But I think we have a video, Mark. Do we want to play that video now?
1: Definitely, Kevin. So just give me a few seconds. Kevin, uh, I think uh hold on, huh? Eh? Mm-hmm.
3: Ah, this is Father ah, Lounge, is...
1: so basically that was the video from a uh... Uh, Father Simon Lau. Apologies, I think that, that was the wrong video. <laughs> uh, but okay. Father Simon Lau basically shared his story on on becoming a priest. But this is the video from the KL Archdiocese promotional team. So.
3: Jesus needs us too. This is a thing that the initiative When you seek and search for truth, you will stumble upon Christ. voglia di servire alle altre nelle cose che vengono di Dio.
0: All right, there was a video from the Arch-Kiel, uh Promotion Vocation Promotion Team, uh, of course uh, led by Father Augustine Lee, and you know we heard a lot of priests there talking about some of the the good things of uh, becoming a priest. Um, maybe Father Augustine, you can share with us for you uh, how rewarding is it uh, to be a priest.
3: Um, for myself, as a priest, uh, is joy and happiness and to serve. Um, It's the things that uh, always to be be with God first, not just me. And also, a lot of spiritual things to be done. So, uh, otherwise, uh, without the joy of doing the ministry of God, there's uh, nothing to be happened. The priest uh, is joy and happiness and to serve. Um, It's the things that uh, always to be.
0: Yeah, and, uh, Father Clarence, of course, uh, we hear a lot of uh, priests talking about the joy of serving the community. And uh, how does that, uh, or where does that start for a priest? I'm sure at some point it starts at the beginning of their childhood or maybe in the youth. We heard the Archbishop talk about when he was uh, in the youth team. That's when he realized how much he liked to serve the community. How
2: about yourself, Father Clarence? But well, I think it's been a series of, of, of events, Kevin, not just one event. You know, sometimes I, when I talk about my vocation story, you know, sometimes I people ask, you know, whether you had some kind of a, like a Moses experience, you know, did you see a burning bush or did you see some angel? I think mine is quite ordinary. Father Augustine is laughing. Maybe he had one burning bush experience. <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> um, but I think God, for me, for me, God spoke in the very ordinariness of human life and very, in very simple ways, you know. So, my vocation story is, is I mean, it's, if you read, read about the prophets, I mean, mine is quite normal, nothing extraordinary. I think, but the joy comes uh, with, with engaging with people, you know, with the ministry. There's so much of love, you know, to give and to receive. And I think that's always very important. Um, so, in, in both ways, uh, to be able to share that with others kind of gives me a sense of satisfaction, you know. I mean, not to say that I'm always on a high or we are always on a high because if you're always on a high, maybe we are addicted to some substance to be on a high always. But, you know, but you know, the high moments are, are great uh, to help us through.
0: Yeah. So like you mentioned, the calling can come in various ways. Uh, how about you, Father Augustine? Are you still with us?
2: Uh, so we're having some connection problems with Father Augustine.
0: Yeah. Well, anyway, Father Clarence, while we wait for Father Agustin to come back onto the screen, uh, maybe we can talk a little little, bit more about, about, um, um, you know, know, a lot of people people ask about qualifications qualifications? or, you know, know, to to enter the the
2: seminar Is there any sort of
0: qualification? qualification?
2: Well, uh, Yeah, I I guess, you know, I mean, you must have finished high school or secondary school at least, you know, in in most cases, uh, to be able to, uh, I think we spoke about this last week also, to be able to understand concepts, to be able to study a little bit, you know. Uh, So, you know, I mean, it's not like going into a a university to get a degree in that sense, you know, where you need minimum qualifications. But there are some basic things that be required of a person applying uh, to be a priest, or to join the seminary at least. Uh, both for diocesan priests, are uh, also for for religious congregations. You know, there's some minimum. Uh, so here for us, diocesan priests are uh, at at least at least SPM. But now more and more people are coming with you know at least uh, you know a, 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 a diploma of some sort. You know, uh, so there's always this uh, thing that they are they are looking for that persons who are able to grasp concepts to study a little bit uh, to be part of a team so it's not just the studying part but it's also all the other aspects no the academic part is one part of the priestly formation you know Uh, let's not lose focus because otherwise everybody thinks that you know you you need to be have all these you know uh, academic qualifications but there are other aspects of of the person that is also required uh, when we want to join uh, the seminary or apply to join the seminary Mm. For you, Father Clarence, uh, not just the academic,
0: but a lot of other practical uh, aspects that you've learned in the seminary, which did which you like you liked the most about uh, during your time in the seminary?
2: I think the community living, you know, uh, living in a community with others, uh, I mean, it can be a pain. Let me tell you, <laughs> when I was in the seminary at one time, I think, I mean, my class, we started off with 13 people and 13 very different people, you know, sometimes it's not easy to, to manage. You know, Yeah, we're all studying to be priests. Uh, but we are humans, we are living in a community. When I went to the major seminary, uh, I think we were close to 40 people. So, trying to navigate through that, you know, at least in a family, you can get by with three people and you end up arguing and fighting all the time. But imagine 40 people, uh, yeah, it's it's challenging but rewarding, also. Yeah, challenging and rewarding both. so, so we have Father Augustine back. Welcome back, Father Augustine.
3: Thank you. Sorry for, yeah, Father. Your
0: no problem. Uh, we were just talking about the qualifications uh, to enter the seminary, but I'm sure as the vocation director, of Father Gasin what are the common questions that you get uh, from people wanting to join the priesthood or the religious? What do they ask you usually?
3: Uh, usually, we ask uh, they worry about their future when it come, uh, but, uh, they come back. What call when it comes to old uh, ages? There, yeah, who are going to take care of them? Is there any hmm. pay or salary? For the religious for the priests. and this this is i think these are two things the more on this various
0: yeah uh salary of course one thing but also i'm sure uh, some of them have uh, maybe they have uh, elderly parents and they're worried once they go and uh, who's yes. going to take care of them is that's quite one of their major concerns right worry, yes hmm. Uh, so what do you tell them? <laughs> no pay.
3: No, just <laughs> no, a basic pay. We have like allowance or pocket money, but not like mm. your your own career before. You have uh, four figure or five figures. Yeah, but just only just work for God, and we have just only to use as a minimum that we got. We use it, but we don't worry. About, uh, we won't worry about the uh, what uh, money. Yeah, uh, there's a there's something we we, we give or will come
2: later. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Well, Claire, sometimes people say the rewards are out of this world. <laughs> yeah. yes, so, it's must be so it's not in this world, but it's in the world in another world. Yeah. So yeah. that's how we that's how we tell people.
0: <laughs> yes, and uh, also just wondering, uh, for those uh, who want to join the priesthood. Um, why does it take so long? I mean, like, uh, you know, I think it's about eight years, right, For Augustine? Are they concerned about the, the duration of, uh, you know, because now we live in a world where we want everything very instantly, you know, and to think of something like just a couple of years is itself very long. But how do you make them understand that you need to go through this very, uh, I, I, I'm not sure if long is the right word, but this duration to become a priest.
3: Yeah, people are thinking about seven to eight years for a, a normal formation for the assistants. but for religious, there's more longer than us, there are more than seven to eight years. Uh, but this is not only for like what Father, uh, Father Karen kind of said, uh, knowledge or uh, literally your study, but more on the personality to be reformed or to be you know, understand more you know, from, from the inner part of person. Yeah, yeah. so this is this is a uh, need to be more time to reflect and process
0: yeah and uh, during that time I mean we have a question uh, on Facebook what will one go through in the eight years? what are the subjects you learn?
3: Uh, first of all our uh, first year will be initiation year more on uh, spirituality. and the second and third year will be the two years of philosophy. Those days we have a regency or past year, but now we have some changes. Um, so continue for four years, uh, so we'll maybe about four or seven years. Yeah, This is formation during the formation period of the seven years. Mm. So Maybe before and between there's something extra uh, There's a 10 of the literature. Mm. Mm.
0: You know, Father Clarence, when we hear—I mean, we—I mean, maybe the lay people like me—when we hear uh, philosophy and theology, uh, sometimes it's a bit intimidating. <laughs> Father Clarence, maybe you can just talk a bit about that. Uh, is it really very hard to understand? Very difficult to understand?
2: Well, I mean, some people ask, "Why? Why do we need to study philosophy? You know, shouldn't we just be studying about God, about theology?" Uh, But if you look at theology itself, uh, many of the theological concepts come from a certain philosophical understanding. Uh, Very much uh, Greek philosophy. Uh, But today, you know, because we live in a multi-religious context, we also study other philosophies uh, in our seminary to have better understanding. Uh, But, you know, I I don't say they are difficult. Uh, They are complex, yes. Uh, but we have great professors in the seminary who are able to break it down for, for simple people like me to be able to understand, uh, to be able to you know to take this whole idea of of how philosophy helps us. Because philosophy in some ways very, is very conceptual, but uh, it provides the framework to help us understand more complex uh, questions about theology. I mean, for example, uh, things like the Trinity uh, you know, we're talking about uh, trying to understand how the reasoning processes that took place uh, through the different church fathers, the early church teachings, you know, through the years, to the scholastic period. So all these things help. Uh, I, I don't say it's easy. Uh, I don't say it's difficult, Kevin, uh, but, you know, uh, it, it's, it's possible. You know, it's possible. So one does not need to be afraid of, of the studying part. Uh, I, I think uh, that's only one part of the, the priestly life. Uh, as Father Augustine and I uh, have alluded to, uh, that is one part. But there are other parts also that we look at. Uh, so it's not something to be afraid of, because yeah, of course, when you're going to something new, there's always anxiety and always uh, worry a little bit. Can I cope? You know, uh, but I truly believe that you know, uh, if we give ourselves uh, uh, the opportunity, uh, there's always uh, there's always a possibility uh to to study philosophy so i think you know there are different branches of philosophy you know we, we do history of philosophy you do uh history of 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 knowledge a philosophy of knowledge uh, we do of course metaphysics is one that's a bit difficult to uh, even today sometimes i don't understand what i studied many years ago in metaphysics uh, but you know uh, all the other things are are, are quite interesting uh, quite interesting uh i mean it's interesting when i look on hindsight when i look back when you have to study sometimes just like any other student sometimes you just hold your head and say my my head is going to explode like you know
0: (laughs) yeah i'm sure uh, many of the priests that do the teaching of this philosophy and theology are very good at breaking it down to make it simple because most of the priests i mean all the priests when you do the homely what you're trying to do is trying to break it down so that we in the pews, can really understand those uh, mysteries and those type of theology. So I'm sure y'all are quite good at it. But we uh, we just like to ask the viewers if you have any questions for Father Augustine, who is the vocation director, and also Father Clarence. You can just pop your questions in our comments on our Facebook page. Yeah. And speaking of questions, we have one uh, who asks, uh, "Who were your favorite lecturers in college general, and why?" <laughs> what a sin! <question. laughs>
2: who were your favorite lecturers? You're putting us against uh, against, team the team against
3: the wall now. <laughs> 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 uh, my favorite lecturer is uh do you uh, call? Litigi. Litigi. Is no no. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's quite very lively and very knowledgeable person. He got mm-hmm. a lot of ideas and taught us. Uh, uh, so I seem it be easy to, to, to cope and to learn. Yeah. But uh others would be I feel like very quite tough, especially my philosophy. Yeah. I just I just memorize a lot, but now I forget a lot.
2: <laughs> but uh, that's but uh, the uh I'm having a bit difficulty hearing you. Do you think you could increase your volume a little bit? Yeah, while he's doing that, but no, no, Kevin. The, the question you asked me, you know, I mean, there's no such thing. For me, I mean, all the lecturers were good. I mean, maybe I, I'm just being politically oh, playing clear. it safe. Playing it safe, for
0: Clarence? <laughs>
2: no, but but I think you know some subjects were more interesting than other subjects. Uh, let's let's. I mean, it's like school. I mean, you know, when you went to school, you know, there's some subjects you loved, um, and because you love the subject, you love the teacher also. You know, yeah, that's that's the whole dynamics of it. Uh, so for me, some of the subjects were interesting. Uh, some were not so interesting. Uh, but yeah, you know, and I think, uh, yeah, many of them, you know, put their heart and soul into into being able to teach in the seminary, uh, and to to be. I think many many professors in the seminary, the priests in the seminary, you know, we are not trained for this. We all train for ministry uh, in the parishes, but then some are get called to teach in the seminary, and I think you know, it's a big sacrifice for them, and they put great effort. Nobody uh, is really putting their heart and soul into trying their best to to teach uh, the seminarians.
0: Yeah, and they have their, I suppose, like their expertise, because like you said, you know, it's, it depends on what you like. And some priests, they may like the theological part of it and all that. So they, they are better at it and, you know, they know how to connect with the, those coming into the priesthood. That's right. So once again, I'd like to invite all the viewers, if you have any questions for Father Augustine or Father Clarence, just post them in the comments box. Uh, we have another one here. When you were young, which priest inspired you? And can you tell us a touching or meaningful story which inspired you about them? Father in which priest inspired you?
3: Um, the late father Anthony Thomas. The, because I, I, grew up, I grew up in Santa Fasa, so mm-hmm. uh, I used to go to Central Self Church. Uh, even though I don't understand English or Tamil. Uh, mm-hmm. That's the uh, nearest to us. Uh, the parish for so Sunday we go. Usually, I sat uh, in front of the choir. So behind me, there is choir. So before mass, uh, father and Thomas used to lead the congregation to practice the singing uh, new songs or uh, or the psalm. So there is a thing. First thing that come to my mind. Wow, this priest special. He can lead people can. People and singing, I I think about that also. The one day I will be, I will be him also, and this is uh, the, my first uh, inspiring in my
0: life. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, For the Clarence, who inspired you? Which priest inspired
2: you? I think my, my, my growing up years. Uh, I, I grew up in uh, the Church of Saint Jude Rawang. Uh, so during my my growing up years, my school years, there the two priests. uh Father Anthony Naden. Uh, Father Amalan uh, These are the two priests uh, during those years. Of course, subsequently during my seminary years, there were other priests for the Justice, for the Stanislaus, and all the other priests that had come along. Uh, but at least, you know, they were the ones, uh, uh, in some ways, instrumental uh, in, in nurturing the vocation in me, uh, in their own way, in their own ways. Uh, I, I don't say one was better than the other, but each one, to their strengths, uh, they were able to, to nurture the, the vocation uh, in me and and I think um, the the encouragement that I got from them uh, there was you know in very simple ways I think that that was uh, kind of like the motivation to seek uh, to seek uh, this way of life.
0: Mm. Thank you. Uh, we have more questions coming in, uh, for Augustine Who is your mentor? Any role model you follow?
3: Um, yeah. Uh, being a mentor on this, on the what they the, the call, uh, current or the past, some those saints, which one?
0: I suppose, uh, during your journey to the priesthood or after becoming a priest, uh, in your early stages, is there any, do you have any mentors to help you?
3: Uh, I do have so, uh, the- Father Jokim Tan, he's my, my first mentor, and also Father Monsignor uh, De uh, So when I was in Saint, uh, what I call the Church of Jesus Karataskapong, that parish priest will be, uh, was Father Jokim Tan. So I'd always be close to him to ask him some questions. when mm-hmm. uh, will come back for my one year regency of pastor in Holy State Church there was a uh, Muslim in the room. so a lot of things. Uh, when during our meals, maybe we share, when I learned from. This
0: is
3: the like two persons, uh, and building my sister before and after.
0: Yes. I suppose, uh, Father Clarence, the question is quite similar to what you answered just earlier about the priest that inspired you and your mentor. Maybe I can just turn the question around for you because. Uh, You've been a priest for, I think you mentioned, 23 years already. And for those who just become a priest, uh, I suppose you are like a mentor to them. So, uh, how is it like?
2: <laughs> well, I've been a priest for 23 years. I hope I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, a good example for the other priests to follow. I think we all try in our different ways uh, to inspire others. You know, Sometimes in the parish, I see altar boys. I also ask them, you know, hey, give it a thought, uh, give it a thought, uh, priestly life uh you know one of the things that that i was inspired as an altar boy is to to be able to serve at the altar uh to be able to you know uh do things that in some ways other people could not do and that, that was in a small way i think the start of of a vocation you know to be able to serve at the altar to be close to the priest um yeah and, and that's what i hope to also right, to be able to to share that uh, with others in, in in the in the ministry that i am in uh to be able to offer that inspiration also you know Uh, i can only i can i can only you know somehow sow the seeds and you know water the seeds of vocation but god also through his grace i think is the one that ultimately calls and invites the individual
0: Mm, yeah Well, talking about calling, you know, we mentioned earlier in the show that it can come in various ways. I think we have a question from Dan Tissera, who is asking, Fathers, so many times it came in my dreams that I'm wearing the robe, the alb and the chasuble, and I'm being on the altar, also meeting Bishop in the outfit. Is that a calling for him, Father Augustine? You know, when they have a a dream like this, you know, can you take it as a calling? And probably what, what should he, how should he act on it?
3: Uh, calling would be, uh, a, a lot of things to be, to be done, they come through, but it's one of that. But after that, uh, the personal dis- uh, discernment is more important. Uh, not just only, I, I like, I think, I, I wish, but the journey for the process of discernment, whether that is yours or not.
0: And how do we how do we uh, conduct this discernment process? Is there, is there some uh, guide you can give us on how we should think about it? What are the things we should consider uh, in the early stages of?
3: Uh... He or she may go. To look
2: Father for Augustine, maybe son. your microphone closer to yes. you, please. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah.
3: Okay. Maybe he or she can look for uh, their own uh, spiritual direction, SD. Yeah, I know the those people they they comfortable comfortable to speak to share, then they will share with the other priests or religious brothers or sisters, or you can uh, lay people also those who are experienced in discernment of vocation, so they they may go through. Uh, the more easier way is uh, their own parish priest because they are close. Yeah, so this is the way is uh, can be to do. Lah.
0: Mm. Yeah. So uh, thanks uh, to Dan for that question. I hope uh, it's some help. Well, uh, not just of having that dream, uh, maybe you can also seek out uh, a conversation with your parish priest and uh, seek out a spiritual director and keep talking to him about it and see uh, where this lies for you and if you should uh, be
2: uh, making a way to the priesthood. Uh, Father Clarence, we- anything to add? yeah uh, well I, i'm told by the our technical people that this morning i think there's a little bit of a problem with with facebook they are getting a bit of echo and a bit of uh, maybe those who are just you know those who are having difficulties with uh, uh, seeing this on facebook you could also go to our maybe our, our youtube channel yeah uh, catholics at our home yeah uh, so yes. yeah these are the technical challenges that we have uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in doing a live show <laughs>
0: Yeah, so once again, as uh, Father Clarence said, if you're watching this and you're finding it a little bit uh, lagging for you or is not coming through as good as it can, why don't you try YouTube? Just log on to YouTube and click uh, or search in there Catholics at Home, you'll find our channel and we're streaming live over there and uh, I presume we've had remarks that uh, the quality is better uh, there's uh, no echo and it should be much more clearer for you. So don't forget, just go to our YouTube channel. we still got uh, got some way to go in this show. So, you know, we're not ending pretty soon. There's a lot of time. Just head over to our YouTube channel, Catholics at Home, and we hope uh, you'll watch us there. All right, uh, let's uh, carry on with more questions. Uh, Father Clarence, maybe you can start off with this one. What are the challenges of the priesthood?
2: Wow. We, we we need we need a whole day for me to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I leave some leave it, some for Father <laughs> That's why you
3: know, the seven
2: eight years of formation. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> patience and understanding. <laughs> yeah, maybe just in, in a nutshell. Sometimes Kevin, I think I think you know is is managing expectations. Uh, sometimes people have great expectations of priests, uh, some of us are able to, to meet those expectations for uh, because of different talents, different, different abilities, we're all not the same, you know, we're all not the same uh, and we all try to work uh, on our strengths. I think that's, that's, the, that's the thing, you know, uh, you know, when you go to the seminary, uh, it, it's, it's, not, it's not like uh, a factory, you know, where you put some ingredients here, some ingredients there and all come out the same, you know, uh, we, we come out differently and each one of us have got different strengths. Uh, uh, sometimes managing the expectations of people I found for myself very challenging uh, uh, because you know there are some things that I'm able to do, there are some things that I'm not able to do. Uh, so if each one can look at the priest and see you know they are good qualities uh, and I think that helps the priest also to be able to serve better, Yeah, that's in a nutshell. We could have a whole show or few shows about that. Yeah, but just in a nutshell,
0: yeah. Uh, for Agassin, as the vocation director, uh, what challenges uh, do you do you do you see from people uh, wanting to join the priesthood? Uh,
3: challenges. That is, uh, we sometimes quite difficult to reach out to personally. Uh, we do, for the past, we do uh once a month we go to uh, one parish so with our theme our team we have a religious brothers sisters or priests or our, even though myself so we go to uh one one parish to one parish each month uh, everyone we go so it just only can have uh, a little time like let's say an hour then and after that, then they were going home and disappeared. So a most challenging thing is we one how to follow up with the person. So we need to keep a lot of record like those who come forward to us, then share with us. Then we we, we take their contact. So we do later follow up, but not many, not many will mm-hmm. come forward. This our challenges
0: all right uh once again uh, just remind the viewers that you can ask your questions on our facebook comments page or even our youtube uh comments uh, section uh we have a questionnaire from gina handroff father clarence how do we start encouraging the youths without coming on too strong different youths have different perceptions about the priesthood we have zero knowledge on this topic well father Augustine, i would like you to also answer this question as the vocation director so give a thought about it in the meantime father clarence you want to uh start off
2: I think, I think the encouragement actually begins in the family you know uh, let's not look at other people's children uh, look at our own families I think it's very important you know uh, whether your own children your your nephews uh, even your nieces to, to religious life to, to offer them that option you know uh, you know I, I've always heard sometimes when people say they want to become a priest then you know then somebody makes fun of them and when you start making fun of somebody that little that little interest also finally goes away. Because if people start me, oh, you say, oh, you are you are the holy one, you are you know you are the holy Joe, or you are the holy Jane, you know, then then they become very shy of it, you know. But if people say encourage, encourage them as an option. I think start with the people that you know, you know, not just walking up to strangers, but the people that you know, uh, in your family, you know, in your family gathering. You say, did you ever think about, you know, you never know actually, you know, if you look at the many of the saints, nobody thought that they'll become priests, you know. Uh, many of them, I mean, if i used to, many of them were rascals in their in the life before. Uh, but you know, uh, but the the call comes uh, in different ways, and I think if we as community can just you know just put in a word or two, you know, and it's as I said, you know, the work of promotion is not just for the Augustine, who's the vocation director. There's only so much he can do, I'm sure, with his team. Uh, but families, you know, parents, uh, uncles, aunts, grandparents uh you can always put that thought in their in their head it it doesn't mean they all become priests uh but at least uh it's an option it's an option that they can think about they can discern about you know Uh, i think many of us grow up you know in an era you know there were this you know fixed uh lines of study that you should be doing either you should become a doctor engineer or a lawyer or an accountant you know it's kind of a but but uh why not why not the priesthood or religious life as a way of life also and let me tell you there's there's great satisfaction uh at least for me and i'm sure for father Augustine too uh in what we do Mm -hmm. so father Augustine, how would you uh promote this to the youth how how can
0: maybe you can give us some tips on how parents can uh, approach this uh, approach this subject with their children uh firstly
3: they need to be the person where they their interest, not because the parents say, hey, my son, my son want to become a priest, and my daughter become a religious nun or so. Even though those days, there's one Chinese catechist or so just to to promote my elder brother. He want to become a priest. He want to join the CDD and so on and this and that. But my brother said, no, I didn't say anything. (laughs) She's the one to say (laughs) it. Finally, I'm the one to become a priest. (laughs) Even though I do it in the blog profile, because, also, what Father Karen says, you know, after even though your zeal or your desire also at the end, I may mean, be missing or no interest anymore. So, uh, mm-hmm. I like to do like, no, no, I pick identity because uh, it's like, uh, anything that I, I can't success, I can't uh, become a, a religious or priest, then I feel like I'm ashamed. So, I uh, rather to do in the low profile, just quiet and do and talk to somebody, to share. So this also to protect the person also like in, in, in the future, whether it's success or not. So i rather to do in the local far, just a, a simple, uh, just come and see, and experience, and share. Yeah, this is my, my sharing.
0: I'm just wondering Father Augustine, have you had any resistance, I mean we're talking about families to help to do the promoting to their children and maybe has there ever been, um, you know, those coming to become a priest and then the parents uh, object and, you know, maybe have they have they talked to you about it, come and see you about it?
3: Um, So far, I haven't received any this type of resistance, but uh, I I believe that there's a lot of family is would be the same, like I don't. Like what we say, we just pray for others' children to be a, a vocation or to have a, a priest be a religious. But uh, for uh, my own family, they please do not disturb me. That kind of mm. family we also have, but uh, we we would like to encourage the parents to be open to the children, um, let them to go forward, step forward to look for their own vocations rather to stop and block them, yeah? It's not nothing, it's, maybe people will feel that this is something like, if let's say my children is not successful, then myself, my family will become shame. So maybe this thought they have, but I, I, I hope that this need to be break out about this thinking so that uh, the let the children to go forward to look for like, their own occasions.
0: Yeah, thank you for that. You know, uh, for Clarence, just now you mentioned that uh, you know you might get teased if, if you want to become a priest that you're the holy one, the holy Jane, and all that. But uh, like you mentioned, the saints, most of them were uh, were not were not like very holy when they were young. So you know, we should open this, this vocation to you know not just the holy ones. You know, sometimes you see like some some youths are uh, very active in church and you know leading the ministry, and we say, oh, that yeah, I know he or she will uh, he will be a good priest and stuff. But you the ones said that, are, uh, not very good. The rascals <laughs> in church. Maybe they should be the one who actually think
2: of joining the priesthood. Yeah, sure. Why not? I think I think we should encourage. You know, we should encourage everyone. You know, uh, there's always uh, God. God calls in very mysterious and and I may use the word weird ways also. Uh, so you know, the call is out there for everyone. Uh, it's not just the holy ones. Uh, everyone. Uh, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Why not give? I mean. Uh, <laughs> invite yeah. them. Yeah. All right.
0: Once again, just remind the viewers that uh, is there anything you want to say for the Augustine?
3: Yeah. Just uh, uh, what Father Scanlan said. Uh, calling is everybody is calling, but um, important thing is that the person whether they would like to uh, go forward or step forward to search for their own desire, uh, their um, what they call their goals. Like me, before that, uh, I was uh, in charge of the Chinese community liturgy group. Those days, we have to find another priest to celebrate Easter vigil, Christmas vigil mass. Then, uh, usually, we look for CDD priests because there are um, are more priests around. Uh, So, I look for Father Philip Tan. Then he asked me, Why not you go and become a priest? I told him it's not for seven days or seven hours, it could become priest in seven years, eight years. But he told me if you're not step one foot or forward, you won't see what is your patience. Uh, rather, there's a, a two way, uh, not only God calling, calling, but we ourselves have to go forward and respond and see whether it's suitable to me. Yeah, this is more important two way.
0: Yeah, taking that uh, first step, I suppose, uh, is is on our decision on our part. You know, God can do the calling, but if we don't don't make any movement, then we can't. Uh, you know, later on, uh, uh, regret or something like that. We we're talking about taking the first moves uh, for the Augustine. We know that uh, there are different priestly orders, and we have a question here: that uh, how do you know which order is for you, and where can we find out information about all the orders? Uh, so maybe you maybe can explain a bit about um, do do, they, do the person joining the priesthood actually choose which order he wants to join or is it something that he discovers while in the seminary or maybe we can talk a bit about priestly orders, the different priestly orders.
3: Yeah, well, we can go for like what we say like uh, window shopping. <laughs> we, are so, we have so many religious <laughs> or diocese uh, or we have diocese. Um, we have to go for window shopping or just go to one by one. We knock the door, we go there and look, share, uh, stay with them and see what is their charisma. Uh, now it's quite com- convenient. We just only can Google a search online. Uh, many regions of the religious, uh, religious brothers and sisters. Uh, uh, I just go through the record. Now for KL, we have uh, 14 religious, uh, female and male.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, in Malaysia we are we don't have many of the regions around. So we have to go to that window shopping one by one and see and understand the charisma, and also understand my own personality which one is suitable to me. Yeah. So uh before that I would like to also always ask them to make clear to themselves who are you? Who are you? So easy for
0: them to know which one is suitable for them. Hmm. So I suppose talking about a self-discovery, self-discovery period, period.
2: Hmm? that we should go
0: yes. through. yeah, but uh, yeah, out, yeah. Right? There,
2: there, there are many many orders that you can join. I mean, like when I was discerning. Uh, it's, it was the days I mean I don't sound very old but you know internet was not something that was <laughs> easily available we could go on the internet and and look uh, and do window shopping but you know it's just the exposure uh, in, in my time it was vocation camps you know when we had vocation camps all the different congregations came and you know it was a bit like like an education fair Kevin you know when you go these days you know everybody with their brochure hey you come you come you know but ultimately you know like Father Augustine said so rightly, your personality— which one fits your personality, your vision of, of priesthood ministry— uh, of because that's where ultimately you, you find satisfaction. Uh, then you know, I, I know people who try different different congregations, and until they settle on one, uh, they go live with them. Uh, you know, even I think that we Dyson priests and Father Augustine, we have also stay in programs. You can go and find out. I think Father Augustine will speak about that uh, in a while. Uh, can stay and, and then you know experience the life a little bit what is it like uh, so it's like you know it's, it's, it's i mean i always relate this to john's gospel where you know when the disciples of john went to jesus say master where do you live uh, jesus did not give them a brochure he says ah this is what i do he didn't say you know uh, mm. he said come, come and see you know come and stay with him so i think sometimes we need to do that also to go and live with the congregations uh, to live with uh, priests you know uh, in opportunities and to find out a bit more you know so it's always an, a conversation that you where you find uh, most attracted to
0: mm. uh, let me just remind the viewers that uh, we have father augustine lee here he's the vocation director and he's, we're not just going to talk about uh, joining the priesthood but also for uh, the religious so if there's uh, anyone who wants to become a nun or a sister you know you can also ask questions to father augustine um, we have a question uh, which is "How about those who wants to become a nun or sister? How do they go about it?" Okay. Father Augustine? Uh,
3: just mentioned before so they have to. Uh, so far, we have a brochure, but when we go out to distribute all this uh, information, uh, otherwise, uh, those uh, around uh, around the call surrounding them, uh, which or what uh, we just they see they can ask for that because a uh, different religious uh, different charism and different uh, formation but basically uh, they would like to invite those young people or those people would like to uh, come and see and experience they uh, they are all welcome and open the door to welcome them to come and stay with so, so don't be shy just go and knock a door and ask uh, whether i can stay on one or two nights then share one another.
0: and what about the uh vocation camps for augustine um you know how often is it held for, and, yeah.
3: uh, vocation camp we have uh, three times of vocation camp um, sorry three, time, three times, times a, a year. Year, year uh two times a year we have uh, uh uh, what I call female and male vocation camp, stay in camp, and also we have uh, another one is for diocesan priestess camp. So, this is the two camps we have for uh, year. So, we hey, have, uh, this will be a uh, how, how long? Uh, just only about uh, three days, two nights.
0: Oh, it's a weekend, I suppose. It's yeah. a
3: weekend, yes, a weekend. Mm. Yeah, for so okay. the rest, uh, like those diocesans, uh, priestess experience. They may ask the Paris priest that they can stay with them or even though some of the young people come and stay with me so I mm. just bring them out or during my pastor, my, my pastor's, I just travel wherever I go so we just sit down and share.
0: And uh, for those watching, uh, where can they find out about these vocation camps? Is there an, any website or a, a link that you can uh, tell us? We will share it of course on our page.
3: Yeah, usually we will uh, spread out to uh, our, our, our clergy group any uh, upcoming uh, events we will announce. So also, they also put in the bulletin. We also encourage them to put in the bulletin, parish bulletin. So they have to follow and follow the bulletin.
2: I guess for the Augustine, sorry, I mean if uh, there's someone out there listening to us who is interested to find out more, can they contact the artisan vocation promotion team? Is there a kind of an email they could email to or 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 contact the parish priest I guess
3: uh, I wanted to encourage them to see the parish priest. then after later, then they can introduce to us that they will go for another another step hmm.
0: Also uh, we've got more questions here and uh, I suppose uh, to just uh, try and put it into some context here. Um, for Augustine, you know when we joined the, when someone joins a priesthood, uh, he's giving up uh, his um, how would you say uh, med- uh, possible marital life <laughs> that, that, that you know to, to be with the, to be a priest. So I suppose for those who have uh, girlfriends or boyfriends you know already, But they also feel that they have a calling to the priesthood. Uh, How do they decide which vocation? Because we know marriage is a vocation as well. So I suppose how does one decide when when you're already in a relationship with someone? Uh, That's going to be a bit more difficult to discern. So what what can you tell us about how can we uh, make the discernment whether to proceed with a relationship uh, with a you know with our boyfriend or girlfriend or should, how should we <laughs> uh, break their hearts? <laughs> it's a tricky one to navigate, I'm sure.
3: Oh, There's a, a really painful and difficult time. <laughs> oh, okay, these uh, same things that, that people who are going to uh, meet the sermon as well, whether they are suitable to go to further their marriage life. Yeah, you went to the couple or those uh, girlfriends and boyfriends. Still can go for it this. Summer, whether they still need, or they, they whether they are suitable to continue to be a marriage life, or or they said no, so maybe they do this sermon to see whether they are going suitable for a religious life or priesthood. Yeah, this discernment have to do as well.
0: For the Clarence, you have any thoughts on this?
2: Yeah, I think, you know, Kevin, I mean, God calls at different stages in one's life. You know, uh, it's, it's a little bit like finding out what what is God calling us to do. I mean, yes, I mean, as I mentioned, I always use the examples. You know, there were many saints before, you know, they had boyfriends, girlfriends, you know, but they left everything. They made a choice. Uh, just like making many other choices in life, uh, you also have to make uh, which path you would like to walk on. Which one leads you to a sense of joy, a sense of satisfaction? Uh, like Father Augustine said, discernment—you know, discernment—to be able to choose uh, who, which path of life God is calling you to. And I think that's the most important thing: to be able to discern.
0: Mm, yeah. Thank you so much for that question. We have uh, a couple more questions uh, for Father Augustine. Uh, We touched upon this just now. Uh, One of the concerns is, uh, especially if you have uh, elderly parents, and you know, that's one of the decisions that you are going to put into your discernment. So we have a question that uh, someone says, I'm a single child, my parents are old. What if I get a calling? How do I support my parents? Is there um, any provision? i don't know by the church or something to help out those who have uh, elderly parents and want to become a priest or a nun in terms of uh, the finances i suppose is what's uh, concerning them
3: i think the more important is the calling is to look after the parents even though mm-hmm. even though before i go i'll choose to be uh, leave the pa- uh, families go for sem- a seminary i asked my mom is there any difficulties in the family if I leave the house and join the seminary? Is there any financial problems? Then my mom told me, no, there's no, no problem for us, just go ahead. But for us, we have to be more important than our own family, also our parents. Even though, like, single, I mean the only child, and parents are ages, but we have to look after them. And this is one of the calling also.
0: Yeah. And also, I suppose uh, walking by faith that uh, God will provide yeah, for the clarinet is something that you
2: know uh, that you also have to uh, consider. Yeah, Kevin. I think you no. Know, sometimes when you 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 take that first step, uh, you also make it in faith uh, that God will take care of the what you leave behind, uh, and that's that's very much uh, I think what. Uh, Taking that step to to want to become a priest or to join the seminary, uh, we just like many many other aspects of life, you know. When we take the first step, we also need to trust God uh, and that God will provide, God will take care. So, you know, we do that in faith also. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so we are coming up to the end of the show, but uh, before we go, maybe uh, just a last question for for Augustine and for the Clarence. Uh, any last words or advice? Or, uh, how to get uh, kids to be more involved in church in a young age first, like uh, joining the altar service and youth ministry as a start.
2: Yeah, I think that that would be that would be the beginning, Kevin. uh, uh if parents are, uh, no, it doesn't mean that you get your child involved in church that they will they will become a priest or, or a nun. You know, uh, yeah, I I remember the story being related to me. Uh, someone told, I think my dad or my mom. Uh, see this is what happens when you let your child go to church too often you know that he leaves the family and joins the priest i think that's not a bad thing you know but i think you know being in church uh being involved in ministry uh kind of gives a little direction for people to choose i'm not saying that everyone who joins uh altar servers or church ministry will become a priest but will become better people you know that's that's the most important thing and then in that process uh when God, if God calls and you are exposed to that reality, um, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. You know, you know. There's, there was a time when people would say, when you join the seminary, I don't know for the Augustine, you will share this. Some people will say, once you go to seminary, don't come back. You know, it's like, <laughs> and that's the other fear that a lot of people have. You know, you go, you go yeah, There's, there's it's like it's a it's a, there's a there's this uh, no no return ticket. It's a one way ticket. You better not come back. You know, it's not. I think seminary is a place of discernment, further discernment, deeper discernment. You know, and people should encourage those in the seminary and those who even come back after seminary thinking, finding out that this is not their way of life. You know, we should support them. And we should also say thank you to them for, you know, having tried it out, you know, for having uh, taken the effort to not everybody can do that to go and find out and to know maybe this is not your calling uh, or something else you're calling. And I think that's how we can all encourage each other uh, you know, uh, to, to think of it. So, so I think, you know, my, my, uh, as we come to the end, I mean, we're saying that, do, you know, give people the opportunity, you know, do mm-hmm. not close that door, don't close mm-hmm. that door. You know, uh, it, it's, uh, as we said in the beginning, the rewards are out of this world, but you also mm-hmm. experience, you also experience it in this world. Let me, let me assure you that, you know, it mm-hmm. may not be in the standards that the world has set, it may not be big cars, big houses a big fat bank account you know it may not be along those lines but there is satisfaction at least for myself i can speak and father gustin will say for himself you know at the end of the day there is satisfaction in what i've chosen what i do people ask me any regrets i don't think there are any regrets uh, to what i've chosen to what i want to become so i encourage young people parents give it a thought open that door uh, and let god speak and lead you yeah to oh i mean father gustin will be able to
0: Yeah, Yeah, uh, Father Gustin, before I I ask for your last words uh, on this, uh, I just have one question. I think we didn't touch on this. Uh, Is there such a thing of religious life for retired or married people? Uh, Can the retired or married people uh, join the religious?
3: I can't can't speak on behalf of them, but from my own experience, Mm -hmm. I don't think so, because retired.
2: Retired as long as they are single, yes, Kevin. I mean, we have had, we have had. Uh, remember our father? Yeah, you know, they have had. Yeah, people who have retired from their careers who have joined the pursuit. We don't see that very often here, but uh, overseas we see that you know people join much later. Uh, 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 widowers also. I, I've heard of widowers joining. Uh, we have not opened that opportunity or that pathway here, but in other parts of the world, yes, uh, there are possibilities also. Uh, so you read a lot of stories uh, on the internet, you know. Uh, I've read a story, uh, father and son. I think go to a priest, you know, because he's uh, he's a widower. I mean, his wife died, and after many years. So, that, I, I, what I'm saying is, inquire. I mean, don't don't close the door. You know, you never know. You never ask. You never know. I always believe that. You know. Mm. Uh, What's the worst answer you can hear is no <laughs> there's nothing more than that <laughs> Yeah, but you can find other ways to serve God also you know yeah I think there's always you know knock on the door, on the door. uh keep knocking uh, keep you know knocking. and one door will open somewhere, somewhere. what are you for that huh? yes yeah,
3: uh, nothing is uh, we, we, uh, I forgot to mention about uh, this uh, lay apostle that auxiliary lay apostle like uh, uh, who is our Francisca the former uh, secretary of Archbishop Emeritus Soté and Pakyam. Uh, she is uh, auxiliary lay apostle. that Those uh, single lady of female, uh, if they don't want to join the religious, then they can choose to be have a single and be have a spiritual life or, or community. Even though they can can look for Francisca or her team. So I also agree to do for Karen said this. Uh, uh, the door is not. Uh, the parents also need to open their door. The children have to open their door as well. But the seminary also always open the door and welcome them. Even though they leave the seminary. yeah, And don't look like they are aliens. They're still a human. <laughs> uh, we have to give them a, a, a very uh, big. Uh, courage, also, because they take their the they take their own initiative to go and try, yeah, go to seminary or the religious to try, but don't take them after that. They said, "No, I'm not suitable." This will come back to home, to society, to community. Don't take them as uh, other people, because uh, that's why I said earlier that because uh, the face of maturity didn't success, then I, like I'm so and uh, feel like so shame and embarrassed about this. No, 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 no such, such thing about that. Yeah, just open data to let people experience. Yeah, no, no blocking anyway. Yeah, so welcome and people who are willing to search or uh, to discern your own vocation. Yeah, just open to and look for your own spiritual direction. St. Uh, those people or priests or religious are convenient of comfortable to share and speak. Yeah, don't, don't be shy. Yeah,
2: yeah I think, yeah. I mean, just to say, I mean, I think keep asking the questions, and to all the young people who are out there listening, you know, keep asking the question, you know, is God calling you? Is God calling you? Or what is God calling you to? I think that's the most important thing, you know, and ask the questions to the right people, and the right people provide you the right answers. You ask the question to the wrong people, you get wrong answers. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, the vocation team is always there your parish priests, uh, religious uh, brothers, sisters, you know, uh, write to them. Now you have the ease of emailing them. You can get their email addresses, write to them, ask them, uh, inquire, you know, go stay with them, you know, explore. Uh, yeah, you, you never, I mean, God works in, in, in strange and weird and wonderful ways.
3: Like what Father Kellen say, ask ourselves uh, this vocation vocations. Even though my during my formation time, uh, my, even though my senior also told, told us, not only now you still asking whether vocation, but after I become a priest, became a priest, you have to ask uh, ask myself, do I am a priest or not? Do I am a priest or not? Mm-hmm. You have to ask uh, regularly to ask myself whether I am a priest or not.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's good this is a good point to end with you know keep asking yourself and of course for those watching if you're thinking of joining uh, the priesthood or a religious uh, you know you can always just approach your parish your parish priest look for some spiritual direction join the camp or even just go and live with them and who knows this might just be your vocation so once again i'd like to thank our uh, father augustine lee for joining us today the vocation director uh, tomorrow is good shepherd sunday and hopefully we'll see more uh, people at least inquiring, if not joining, at least just inquiring and getting to know what being a priest, being a nun, being a sister, uh, all is all about. So we hope you will take up this offer from Father Augustine and all the clergy as well from Father Clarence to come and join them, and be part, be part of their their
2: ex- exclusive group.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, we're not exclusive, you know. Yeah, we are inclusive always, Kevin. We are inclusive. <laughs> That's great, fantastic.
0: So once again, thank you to Father Gustin and Father Clarence. And for those of you watching, you know we promise you at the start of the show that we have a very special uh, surprise for you. Before that, I, let me just remind you, next weekend is going to be Mother's Day. And we're inviting you to share your pictures of how you are celebrating your Mother's Day, uh, any gifts you're preparing, you know anything at all. Just send us the pictures. And we, we might have a prize for you just like we had for our Easter competition. So we hope to see some entries coming in for Mother's Day. But for now, as we say goodbye, we're going to leave you with a very special performance from the so
4: Catholic
0: Virtual Choir. Choir. And this is for all a time. A time. A time. We've seen a lot of the good come from the Movement Control Order in Malaysia. In spite of all the restrictions, we've seen God bring humanity closer. Families spending more time together and kind hearts giving to the less fortunate. We have many things to thank God for, especially for all the frontliners, from doctors to nurses to admin staff and the cleaners. As the number of infections and deaths gradually drop, restrictions begin to loosen, we place our hope and trust in His mercy as we present this song with Tapa Hatiku from the Catholics at Home Virtual Choir.
4: Bertapak hatiku, menerima kasih Tuhan. Kau mengasihi ku, kau memilikiku. Hanya ini Tuhan. Sembahanku sembah hambamu sejak kami dulu di hadapan-Mu datang yang sungguh baik tukku bersembah Hanya ini tuhan Terima lah Tuhan Persembahkan Pakaian hidupku Seperti apa-apa Semua hidupku Pertama hatiku The
2: third
4: duha, has a little heart. The man has a little heart. Jodohku, karena ku diri hatta kudayan, aku berhenti, aku berpik, aku ini tak terdaya, ku berdiri ku hanya di Tuhan, tergolongku demi Allah Tuhan Karena not semangatnya lama, seumur hidup. Hanya Sekarang Akan memiliki. Amat di wajah Yang sungguh malam di Tidakmu Bersama Banyak hidup Perumudanku Terimalah Tidakmu Bersama Sabu
2: Wow, oh, bravo, bravo. Thank you,
3: thank you. <laughs> Finally,
2: we made to pull it together, Kevin.
0: Yes, yes. That was the premiere of our first ever virtual choir by the Catholics at Home uh, group. So, um, if that wasn't, uh, was a little bit uh, lagging for you on your side, don't forget we'll be posting up the uh, full video on our Facebook page and also our YouTube channel, so you can go and watch it again there and share it with your friends and family. So once again, before we end the show, uh, you know we'd like to thank Father Augustine uh, for being here with us to talk about vocations, and also Father Clarence for joining in the conversation. Uh, and as usual, we will end with a prayer. So uh, which priest can I ask to say the closing prayer?
2: <laughs> in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. God our loving Father, we once again thank you for your graces, for your blessings. We thank you for this opportunity today to be able to share The life of the priest. We thank you for the gift of ministry, calling that you have given to many people, many young people. We want to pray for also for the many other young people who are seeking, who are searching. May they find their path of life. May they discover also the joy of ministry, priestly and religious life, that you may reveal yourself to them and that they may discover the joy of knowing you To this way of life. As we celebrate Good Shepherd Sunday, we pray for more vocations to the priestly and religious life throughout the world. We make this prayer through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. All right, that's it for this show, our Saturday morning show, Ask a Priest. And you've been asking a lot of questions to Father Augustine and Father Clarence. Thank you so much for being on the show. My name is Kachang Kevin, and this has been Catholics at Home. Bye.
2: Thanks, Kevin. Thanks for the